Good morning. Welcome to the Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I am here with my co-host, Christine Koenig, with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, licensed in New York and New Jersey, and... Mike Van Mansart with Hudson United Mortgage. And Mike, you do mortgage in New York and New Jersey, right? And Where- Florida and Connecticut and soon in Colorado. Nice. Uh, <laughs> See, look at that. We got it. We're just a worldly kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got to... You know, we lend in so many states now. We have clients in so many states. You have to be able to help them. Yeah, for sure. So um, anyway, how was everybody's weekend? It was a very interesting weekend. Welcome to December, I would say. Yeah, the past two weekends, actually, um, I took off and Good did for fun you. stuff. And I'm so happy that I did it. Last weekend, we went to Bethlehem, PA. How was Bethlehem? I have another friend who went. It was it was fun. Um, they have that Christmas market there. Yeah. And uh, it's right on the uh, property of the steel mill. Okay. Is so it a that was big market? Cool. Yeah, it's big. And a lot of Amish mm, things going on I don't on know about there? Amish. No. no, it was... Um, I feel like, like whenever German, there's a... It was a German type market. No, I know. I feel like whenever there's... <laughs> Whenever there's something in Pennsylvania, it's in Amish. Pennsylvania, <laughs> that's like no, that's crafty. I always feel like you know there's some sort of Amish you know vendors there. That's just there may have been. I don't I don't particularly remember any Amish, but um, right. there was a lot of stuff there, and it was nice. Was there good food? Yeah, um, there was like a whole like area with all food, and um, it was nice. It, it, it was nice. What it was really cool to me was that it was on the the, the Bethlehem, PA. Um, the factory, the mm-hmm. steel factory property, and the uh, the stacks were there, so we had pictures in front of the stacks, and that was really cool. And then I'm kind of a history buff, so of course I was doing all the research about when it closed and how long it was in operation and all that kind of stuff. So it was it was cool, and uh, we ended up, you know, driving home. We didn't go home on the highway; we went on back roads. And I just actually lost my hmm. headphones here. Let me let me fix that. Will you? Oh, back. Was back. It just came back. <laughs> Do you lose them too? Yep. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, so um, yes, it, it was fun. It was a nice day. It was a really nice day. And then this weekend, I did the same thing you did. I know, on different days. of course. Yeah. But we went to the uh, market in, I was going to say Sparta, but it's not in Sparta no, it's anymore. In, it's in Augusta at the yeah. Sussex County, uh, County Fairgrounds. And that's the... Um, the German Christmas market, which was also very nice. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, we went a little later yesterday, but, um, you know, just uh, Jared, uh, my son, was went with his girlfriend and his family. They went early in the day. Mm-hmm. That's um, when and I he, was there. And he was texting us and he's just like, there are so many people here, you know, we're lines for everything. And I'm like, well, we're coming anyway, because <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to go. And uh, so we got there at like 2.30 in the afternoon um, and there were a lot of people leaving. We got excellent parking. Um, and when we first walked in, the lines were still pretty long. But, you know, we were able to, like, we kind of walked to the back of the property. I said, just start back here, and we'll kind of zigzag in and out. And so by the time we got up where all the lines were before for the food and things like that, everything had died down. We had a really nice time. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was like, I, I was there on Saturday, and on Saturday, it, we got there early, around 1030, and, and it was pretty busy, and it, yeah. there were lines for everything. As we were leaving, I noticed the parking lot had thinned out from when we had gotten there, so right. I'm assuming that the lines thinned out as well, too. But, you know, got a couple of cool things while I was there, and it was just nice to be outside, and it wasn't too cold. No, it was perfect weekend for it. So it was nice. And then we went and got a Christmas tree. Now, I don't know if you guys get a real tree. We do. 
Did you get your tree? I have not pulled mine out of the basement. Okay, yet, the so fake you one. get a real one. Well, good luck finding a real tree. I already got it. You got there it. There are plenty okay. of trees out there. It's just they cost a lot more. They cost a lot more, and they were smaller. Like the place where I typically go, when I pulled in, the lady where, said where do to you me immediately, go? "There's a I can't remember the name of it, but it's right between Chester and Warwick on 17, not Chester and Warwick, Chester and Monroe on 17M." It's hmm. a farm. Okay. Like it's like a, you know, like a yeah. landscape place. And uh, I, I got out of the car and she's like, we only have six and a half to seven foot trees left. Wow. I was like, well, I want I a bigger tree There's than that. no shortage of trees growing. And what changed? You know, I don't so know. So actually there was, there is <laughs> oh, maybe from a fires. few years ago. Yeah. No, a few years it's ago. It's not because of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. There was a problem a few years ago. And so a lot less trees had gotten planted in that time frame. I, we were talking about it a couple months ago. <laughs> And um, so they just weren't mature enough. Yeah, I think that that's actually so like next year part, we'll have part of a lot it. more trees. I hope so. Trees. I mean, I got a tree, but it was it's, raggedy. We put it up, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the most pathetic tree." And my daughter's like, "Maybe we should just go find another one." I'm like, "I'm not. I already bucks. paid seventy five bucks for this tree. Right. I'm not buying another tree." So I was like, "I'll just fill it in with stuff from the yard. Like I'll put stuff in it and make it look make it look good. It's like really skinny and scrawny looking. It's it, whatever. We'll I, make do with it. I love it's tall, our tree. Though. I'm gonna say this. You we, did, yes. We but you know we don't we don't have a a grand room for it. So I'm dealing with our regular, you know, eight yeah. foot ceiling. So when I get a six and a half foot tree and put it in it's the stand, good. it touches the ceiling. So right, right, it's, right. Uh, you know, and then I like try to smush it into the corner. It, you yeah. Know. I don't have really big, um, my, my ceilings are nine foot. So it, they're not, um, it's, it's it's not crazy, but look, here's Christine. I'm going to show very you. Very nice. Bit. Oh, it's not very like wide. It's like it's a tall skinny, skinny little scrawny tree. <laughs> 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we talk about what we're going to talk about today yeah. a little bit. Let everyone know our topics. So we're going to talk a little bit. We got Mike here. We're going to we're going to focus on some mortgage stuff, um, but some interesting things. Um, we're going to talk about home buying uh, this time of year, which, um, you know, people in, think, oh, you know, there's. Um, it's not the time to list my house and things like that. And we're going to talk about how wrong, wrong how wrong that assumption is. <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk about FHA. Um, this year, the 2022 loan limits came out, and um, you know, this year we ran into a I ran into a couple times where um, my FHA buyer hit a loan limit issue because yeah. I really feel like we were mischaracterized in this past year. Last year was tough. I had that happen a couple of times, and so I think that you're going to be pleasantly surprised with the news mm -hmm. of the day. Um, and then the other thing I really want to talk about is for those FHA and VA loan um, people, there are some, sometimes there are homes that don't qualify for those loan products, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we can talk about why that is or isn't. Um, but there are times when I will see someone say cash or conventional loan only, right? And I'll, you know, maybe something like I've looked through the pictures. I can't figure out why a VA loan or FHA loan wouldn't go through. I'll call and the response will be, well, the sellers feel like it's too much of a risk. They don't want to have to make any repairs going down the road. Um, you know, and I always bring my guys to see those houses anyway, um, because there's a it's good chance, yeah, there, right? Really there's just... a good chance that um, that home could go. And I'm going to happily talk to that set the seller and I'm going to mm -hmm. write a letter. I'm going to say, listen, I know that you have your reservations, but let me tell you about what I saw when I was there, what your, you know, the real, the real liability is or isn't. Um, and please consider our offer. Sure. You know, here's why my buyer is awesome. Yeah. I've had um, instances where I thought, you know, maybe this was going to be a problem and then it turned out not to be. So yeah. it really depends on the appraiser that goes in there too. For sure. And um, it, there's a whole bunch of things that it yeah. could uh, so that could affect it. We'll talk through all of that, um, you know, as well. 
And uh, I think that we may also touch upon the salt tax. The salt tax. And what's happening with that? That's something that is being um, discussed right now with uh, the Senate, and they're trying to determine what they're going to do with it. With it. So we'll talk right. a little bit about that. Right. Because until it's until it's resolved, we don't have uh, definite it's not guidance. Resolved. But um, <laughs> you know, f- for a little history, um, you know, our it used to be some astronomical number. I don't even know what the old limit was or if there was even a limit. There was no limit. Um, but, you know, maybe... And it was li- a great deduction for people that don't have the benefit of being 1099, right. you know, being able to write off your property taxes. Right. So, yeah, we basically right. and lost then there a was chunk a, of it. Right, and there was a cap to $10,000. There was, but they also increased the standard deduction too. So it didn't right. affect as many people as they thought it right. was going to affect. As as they would you know people would likely make you believe so that's the interesting part about it i thought right so, so we'll talk about that if we have time at the end so the last 15 minutes um other than that i think that um i'm looking forward to our show today i haven't been on the air in a Me couple neither. weeks I, was, I couldn't go on last week because well i had a meeting we, they threw a meeting at us at 10 o'clock on a monday <laughs> leading into a holiday <laughs> Also, uh, yeah, that was a week just, before, I think. But oh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, it was yeah, one yeah. of them. So it's just like, oh, great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, it I, happens. What are you going to do? Yeah, I it mean, does, it does. I know we, we were, we're, I was away. Oh, I had gone to uh, uh, Mike's mom is a lifelong Green Bay Packer fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we ended up going out to Wisconsin for a game. She had never been to the stadium. And um, there was a opportunity for some tickets that someone gave us oh that's so so much fun um, we took advantage of that but so we're going to take a break and then we're going to get to those topics when we get back and uh we'll stay right here Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is your number one choice when buying or selling a home in the Hudson Valley. Pillar to Post Inspectors are experienced, informative, and very knowledgeable. We will examine the structure, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical systems. Our thorough inspection will identify important factors, which may save buku dollars when making a home purchase. For more information or to schedule your home inspection, call the owner, David Wilner, at 845-610-5366. Visit PillarToPost.com backslash David Wilner. Hi, this is Brenda Wiley with Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Looking for a weekend getaway, a year-round retreat, or maybe you're considering selling. I'll help to bring your vision to a reality. Enjoy four seasons of lakefront living on Greenwood Lake. Go fishing, swimming, and boating all summer long. And when fall arrives, go apple picking, hiking, or skiing on Mount Peter. Visit brendabwiley.randrealty.com and let's find the home of your dreams. Are you a foodie, a wine connoisseur, or love both? Then join the conversation every Thursday at 11 a.m. with Stephen Keeter and his renowned guests, restaurateurs, chefs, and sommeliers on Food for Thought, right here on Radio Worth Listening to. Hi, this is Wild Baby Love. Start your Sunday with me at 6 a.m. and Gospel Tracks. I'll give you the phone number to the faith phone line and the address to the website. All that and much, much more right here on Gospel Tracks with yours truly, Wild Baby Love. 
Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, hosting today with Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty. And Mike Van Mantar with Hudson United Mortgage. All right. Mm-hmm. Let, you know, let's let's play this game. Ready? Everyone, how could someone find you online? Online? Yeah. Uh, HudsonUnitedMortgage.com or is it HudsonUnited.com? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way, Mike. I'm like, I think it's Grace.Warren at Rand Realty. I don't remember my website. <laughs> All right, we're, it's the we're same gonna, as yours, only with my name. So yours would be gracewarren.randrealty.com. There you go. I forget. Yes, and I got so I tired. Go to it. I got so tired of that, so I bought my own. So I'm now <laughs> listwithchrisk.com. Oh, oh, that's right. awesome. It's okay. easy to remember. It's always best to reach me on my cell phone, 845-239-6565. Same though. with me, 845-742-4361. I know. If you just go to my website, it'll be there, and no one has to write it down that's while they're driving. hilarious. <laughs> So uh, the phone number here is 845-651-1110 in case you have questions for any of us. That's right. Give us a call or you can text us at 845-328-0886. So, all right. FHA. Yeah. Do you want to jump into, regardless of FHA, but maybe just the new loan limits? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about all things loan limits and FHA. I think that's an excellent topic at hand. All right. So. FHA, let's just make sure people know what we're talking about, right? When you buy a home, um, you know, you have to choose how are you going to finance or pay for your home, right? Cash. And you don't necessarily choose. It just depends on how you, sometimes you do, but sometimes you have no choice, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, there's reasons to use FHA versus conventional. And basically where you're trying to go with it is what is the difference? Essentially, FHA is still a loan written by a bank, but it's insured by the federal government, right? So that's that makes it a little less risk for the bank, in which case we can either lend more money or maybe go down a lo- lower credit tier. Um, you might not have to have the same debt to income ratio. So there are benefits to FHA versus conventional. Yeah. I, I feel like I find that it's, for my experience with my clients, is a lot of times it is that debt to income yep. ratio um, that pushes them to be, it's not about the money they make, they make plenty of money, but they owe a lot of money. So yeah. um, their ratio These kids have qualify. tons of, uh, of loans <laughs> yep. that they, you know, student loans that they still have to pay off and that goes against their debt. Or self-employed individuals that take a lot of losses or right. write-offs. I mean, that all factors into debt to income ratio. So that's a benefit to using FHA because you literally can go 7% higher in the debt to income ratio than you can with conventional. Right. So, um, and then the VA loan falls into that as well um, in terms of different lending standards. Um, Not only that, it's a benefit that our military get where they don't, um, they can um, apply apply for a loan with zero down. Um, I generally encourage just, you know, I encourage my guys to always put something down, um, you know, and at the end of the day, they can apply those, that that money they put down because I don't encourage them to put a lot, but. Um, to closing costs, right because i try to right. explain i'm like you got to have some sort of skin in the game from a, in a competitive market a buyer is going to look and say what's going to keep them from from you know from leaving from so yeah. um you know i always say you know put something down we'll explain that the loan is you know zero you know finance 100 percent, but you're going to put this here and you'll credit use that credit towards your closing costs at the table so um that all being said for some reason i found um that people are I don't know if it's that they, they just don't understand the program fully, but there's a real hesitancy to go with a VA or an FHA loan if there's another choice. Um, you know, and I, I tell my, like when I'm working with the seller and we're comparing offers, I will say to them 
that there is a probably a week to 10 day difference in how long it takes to close an FH or VA, FHA or VA loan um, based on like it has to go through, I guess, separate underwriting process. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's what I explained to him. I said, if they're pre-approved, they're pre-approved, right? We're, we're gonna go through that whole process. They're showing us they're pre-approved. Um, the pre-approval is, is as, as good as a pre-approval for conventional loan. And really the only difference is that you need it, they, they need an extra week. Well, the, the, if you have a house, here's where the, I think the, the difference is. If you have a house where there's things that are not right about the house, that's when it can, be, it can become an issue, right? right? I mean, like I do have a, um, a listing right now that needs a new roof. I have a house, we couldn't find the well. There was a bunch of things and the loan was FHA. And at first it was conventional and then they switched it to FHA so that they could put a roof on there and they were getting money back for that. And then then we had a problem because now they don't know about the water. We don't know where the well is. So then they're like, oh, we can't do FHA because we don't know where the water's coming from. So there's certain things, but most homes are not going to be a problem. Right. I find with older homes, the distance from well to septic can come up. Um, There is, it's supposed to be, I think it's... 75 feet? I I thought the septic tank could could be 50 feet from the well, but the fields fields need to be 100 feet from the wells. And then so, different, you can override that with different counties if it, the health department in that county says, oh, well, it's acceptable in this county to have it within this. But that's a whole nother yeah. process too, right? right? And that adds yes, time. I, I did have that happen one time. We had a, um, a leach field that was only 75 feet, but it ended up being okay because it was allowed in, the, in Orange mm-hmm. County. Yeah, that's, And I also find that sometimes the appraisers, when they're there, they don't look, they don't ask. It's not something that comes up. And then you get the appraiser that does want to know and they're like, where's the well? What side of the house does the septic come out on, right? They'll look to see, was an inspection done? They'll be looking for dig marks. So, I mean, you, you know. That's why I said the appraisers, really, sometimes it really depends on the appraiser. Yeah. I, I I did a loan with Mike a few years ago where there was a literal hole in the ce- ceiling. And he was like, I just won't take a picture of that. Right. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's, it's com- like, okay. Well, no, it's just, look, we all get comfortable in doing a profession for so long. I think the 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 more seasoned appraisers know what may come back and bite them, right. you know? So they're a little bit, I don't want to say taking risks, but just their comfort level is much higher than someone that's fresh out of, you know, boot camp, so to speak, and right. and doesn't, hasn't been around the block a few times. So yeah, but that's the thing. It's kind of a roll of the dice because we can't specifically order an appraisal with a specific appraiser right. because we like that person. It kind of goes into our pool and whoever accepts that order accepts it, you right. know? So, cause we are unbiased, like we can't select. Right. And another thing that's that I think can add some time in Orange County specifically, I run to this problem is we don't have a ton of VA FHA approved appraisers. VA specifically. VA, yeah, I think they're like trouble. two. Yeah. Um, and so you have to you, you get it. <laughs> you get in line. Is that real? Is that well, real? And also, it, is, it is real. <laughs> a VA appraisal or I'm sorry, a VA and an FHA appraisal typically have a little more work involved. So right. these appraisers being so busy, they're cherry picking. Right. They're basically saying, oh, I, if I have my choice of three conventionals and an FHA appraisal, which one am I going to go with? They're going to go with the easy one that takes them 10 minutes to do. So, so they're getting paid the same amount of money, aren't they? FHA appraisals are typically more, oh, but okay. I mean, it's because of the extra work. Mm-hmm. Right. They do take more time. They do want more comments. They want to know certain things. I mean, the one the one thing that you know you never think to look out for with an FHA loan is when did the property last change hands? Because if it's within 90 days, you actually can't do an FHA loan. You have to wait till the 91st day 
to actually secure that case hmm. number, which is something that most, like I've been bit once before and I bet you once you get bit, you'll never get bit again. Right, <laughs> is that because they um, they had an FHA loan before or it's just any property has to be 90 days? Any property. It doesn't matter what the loan, the previous rule, basically. Okay. Yeah, so if I bought it and then if, if it's 91 days, but the value's increased over 100%, you need to have a second appraisal done. So there's wow. that type of restriction. But those are things that you look at in the beginning, right? right? You know, something that should be talked about, oh, this person bought the house, you know, 30 days ago and now they're selling it. This FHA loan should not be considered. But anyway. All right. So another part that goes into that FHA loan is the is the lending limits for those loans, right? So last year, um, our loan number had decreased pretty substantially from the year before, right? What was, what, was it 400? 726. Orange County was considered high cost a couple of years ago, which right. made their limit like 726. And then last year it got cut in half. Yeah. So we're walking around at 350, which is nearly impossible to find a house in this area under that amount, especially Correct. if you're putting three and a half percent down, um, which is what FHA requires. So yeah, we, we got a lot of FHA buyers that went away basically and we got a lot of buyers coming up from the city that were pre-approved through city lenders that don't understand the differences in the county loan limits here. Right. So you guys were running buyers with a nice big $500,000 pre-approval from right. FHA and then they get here and unfortunately it just doesn't work. So yeah, this is gonna be good. I think hopefully we can change that seller mindset and maybe the listing agent mindset of why FHA really is not a bad loan. You know, five years ago we were doing tons of these yeah. and it just kind of this, when it became a seller's market, it kind of shifted is where the perception I think shifted. So by the way, the uh, lending limit for 2022 has gone up substantially, I think almost doubled. Yeah, so 647 is the conforming loan limit, but then for FHA in Orange County, since it's considered high cost, it's 726. 726, yeah. And yeah. some change. So That's um, great news. It is great news. And you know, I was I was laughing because um, I you know I checked New Jersey as well. Passaic County is nine hundred nine hundred and seventy thousand eight hundred. For FHA? Mm-hmm. And so is Sussex County. Yeah, this Sussex, year. really? That's what I said. <laughs> this year, I, I read that basically, you know, Fannie and Freddie are purchased 90% of the loans in the market. Um, they're securing now million dollar loans, you know, in terms of almost a million dollar loans because of these high cost areas. Right. That, I mean, it's, it's super. Uh, it's good for buyers. It's super interesting. It's yeah. good, it is good for buyers, um, especially in an unpredictable market where, I mean, we've had 20% increase, you know, at. Uh, kind of across the board in home prices over the last year. So to see that their lending limits went up 18% does feel like it is well, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense that they that that it happened for sure and uh, I'm again super grateful that we are um what did make sense is when they changed the limit last year to be so low. It didn't it made no sense. I yeah. agree. We were all like, "What? What just happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Wait, who do we call about this?" Yeah, it was crazy. I can I remember someone. Yeah, I have a five hundred. I can I can afford a five hundred thousand dollar house. I have a pre approval. Okay, okay. And then they sent it to me, but it didn't say that it was FHA on it. And then I had called the. Uh, we had the house, and we. I talked to the to the loan officer, and then that's when he told me it was FHA. And I said, "Well, wait a minute." That's not gonna. That can't work. And and he he was like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "You, you better check the limit because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not whatever five hundred thousand. It's less than that." And um, that buyer ended up buying in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So the one trick with this, the conforming loan limits are live today. Like I could do a six hundred and forty thousand dollar loan today and close still this month. 
with FHA, we have to wait till January 1. So the right. case numbers cannot be issued. That's basically FHA attaches a case number and that cannot be issued till January 1. So that's seven and change. We right. still have to wait, what, 25 days, basically. Okay. So when you say the conforming um, loan, that's for a regular that's a regular conventional loan, right? But but they you can get a loan bigger. It's called like a jumbo or high something, balance, right? and then it goes to jumbo, yeah. Yeah, and so the jumbo it's loans, just harder to get those. Yeah, not necessarily harder, but they require more down, usually 5% or more. Um, the jumbo products are not secured by Fannie or Freddie, so they remain on the bank's balance sheet. That's why you see less jumbos. Um, typically, jumbos may have a slightly higher interest rate just because it sits on the bank's books. All right. The, Banks don't like that. You know, they want it sold no, on the secondary market so they can lend again. Right. They can't make money if they don't keep lending. Exactly. So, yeah. So I guess it's time to take another quick break. Yep. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, home demand this December. Hi, this is... This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Howard Hanna Rand Realty for more than 20 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs. And then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well. And whether you're a buyer or a seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com. And let's get together. O'Keefe and McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe and McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is David Dirks, the host of the Dirks Outdoor Show. Call in as we discuss everything for the outdoor sportsman every Saturday at 7 a.m. Radio worth listening to. This is Melissa inviting you to join me every Thursday at 12 noon when we open the door to the Curiosity Shop and invite you to explore the world of magic and the paranormal while connecting you with loved ones who have passed. All right here on Radio Worth Listening To. WTBQ GHT Weather. Cloudy, breezy, and warmer today with showers around. We will see some heavier downpours and a steady period of rain as the system moves through later this afternoon. Windy, too. Highs in the upper 50s to perhaps some low 60s. Tonight, look for clouds to clear out as the showers end. Maybe as a flurry or snow shower down to about 30. Tomorrow, look for a mix of sun and clouds. Highs into the mid and upper 30s only. Clouding up tomorrow night in the upper 20s. And there is a chance of some snow on Wednesday. Highs should remain in the low 30s. I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back. This is The Real Real Estate Show, and this is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Christine Koenig from Howard Hanna Rand Realty. And Mike Pamantar with Hudson United Mortgage. All right. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about mortgage. Mortgage, mortgage. Mortgage, mortgage. So why don't we start with uh, mortgage rates? Because I feel like they've kind of gone up, like up and then came back down a little bit. Yeah, they've definitely and... ticked up, I'd say. I haven't looked at pricing for the day, but I would imagine it's probably a little over 3% for a traditional conforming loan mm -hmm. right now. Still amazing. Yeah, still, I mean, when 
five years ago, I feel like people were happy with 4.6 or right, four and yeah. a quarter. So to hear anything in the threes should still be, people should still be happy. I'm it's happy. really the perception of, you know, oh, I want the best, right? Well, mm -hmm. you kind of miss the best because it go it came and went, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but still to have an interest rate about 3% is still a great rate. It's an amazing, it's not even a great rate. It's an amazing rate. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing rate. So <laughs> stop, stop waiting, do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even with the house prices increasing, with the rates staying so low, it hasn't really changed. I like to use the, you know, as a general rule of thumb, four dollars per thousand. So if you go up twenty grand, it's going to cost you eighty bucks, right? right? It's just an easy rule of thumb. That's really not a lot of money, people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not when you consider how much you're getting, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things that kind of came across uh, the news desk was. Um, you know, demand for mortgages in December, right? And that's when I had asked you, are you, are you busier this December than you have been in the past or, you know, over the last couple of weeks, would you say that, would you say that, that you're seeing continued, um, you know, I guess applications and things like that? Yeah, there has not, uh, this year definitely has not been a slowdown it, like past years. People kind of, you know, relax around the holidays. I just think that it's, it's one, the pent up at demand, but it's also the buyers that were waiting that were first time yeah, home buyers that got beat out. Yeah. For, they were around for, they've been around they've like been all around. year looking. They're lurking, right? Yeah. So they've been on the sidelines and now that the cash buyers are moved away, you know, like they're moved out of the market a little bit, these first time home buyers are still there and they're coming back in. So, yeah. um, that's great. I mean, it's great for the sellers. You know, maybe they're not getting multiple offers, 50,000 over at, oh, they are. So. <laughs> they're getting multiple <laughs> offers, which is the story we're going to share yeah. about why you should list your house this December. But yeah, that's the, I mean, it's good. Um, I'm happy to see that people are not waiving appraisals all the time again, because right. that's always a fear. You know, we're always in what's best for the client, right? So no one wants to overpay for a house, but if they choose to, because they have to beat out other people, then so be it. But ultimately, they're paying more, you know? So I think that's good for the buyers. It's bringing down the prices or maybe stabilizing, we should say. I feel like it's stabilizing yeah. a little bit, a but little bit. you know, like you said, there's still there's right. still only so many houses. Right, and, and you know, we'll talk about inventory in a minute because that's like the underlying story there, right? Um, so, you know, I'm reading a little note from, uh, I don't know, one of the one of the news, news organizations and says, uh, you know, we're talking about how mortgage demands uh, for home buyers rose for a third straight week. So each week, week over week, more loans. Um, and then it does say that applications to refinance a home have been pretty flat. Um, are, Do you, are you find seeing, that? seeing a slowdown in refis? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when it when the rates first you know fell off a cliff, my phone wasn't stopping for refis. All my clients that I did four years ago, we almost shaved two percent off of their loan, if not more. So it made sense for them to do. Nowadays, it's really just people calling and, you know, they've waited long enough and now they think, all right, well, maybe I want to do that addition or I want to do some type of home improvement. So they're accessing cash out of their equity. That's it's not so much the lower my rate call anymore. It's, hey, I have 200,000 in equity that I'd like to access. Right. And then the conversation becomes, well, you know, in New York State, it costs you money to do everything. Um, so it doesn't make sense because of the rate that you have to pull the cash out and refi or just do a small home equity line behind your home and get you the cash you need and still protect that great rate that you have on the first. So those are conversations that we have um, in other states where it's not as expensive to do business right. in terms of a mortgage, then yeah, maybe doing a quick cash out refi makes sense. But to do just borrow 20 grand out of your home may be better to do a home equity line. Yeah, depends it, on the scenario. I know, you know, you have, I have that conversation with uh, 
with people sometimes when they're buying an investment property and they're trying to figure out, um, you know, what is their best path forward with that. Um, and they may have, you know, almost what they need in cash and they want it, right? They want it, they prefer to do a cash deal. And so we're talking about, you know, I can only go up to this. And I said, well, is that true? I said, you know, can't you take a home equity loan out, out for that your, gap, right? For, out of your home. Yes, out of your home to pay for that gap for that investment property you might be looking for, right? Like, you know, some sometimes you kind of talk through all the different options. Um, you know, a lot of times you don't want, you know, I never advise people to take money out of their um, retirement funds, even though people want to do that sometimes. I'm like, wait, 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 mm -hmm. don't do that. Let's see if there are other options first. Uh, yeah, and you if know. you can borrow on your primary, that money is always cheaper it, than if you borrow against an investment property. It's so cheap yeah. right now, and I don't. You don't do um, like uh, those types of loans, do you? We don't home do home equity loans? lines, unfortunately. But I, you know, I have enough contacts in this county that I would usually put them in touch with another associate or lender that I've mm -hmm. done business with in the past. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, all. Um, I know that uh, when when I bought the condo, that's how that's how I worked through that, and it was in, it was a surprisingly easy process. Mm -hmm. um, so I was happy and I was happy with that experience. Um, anyway, so let's back, get back to the, the heart of the matter, which is people are out there more, um, more people are applying for home loans week over week for the last three weeks. And usually that's the opposite, right? We usually are in a kind of slowdown of business this time of year. Um, and that brings us to inventory, right? Um, you know, I start to get calls from people like I want to sell my home. I'm thinking I'll wait. Um, I don't know, is it, should I wait till January and list right after the holidays? Should I wait till, you know, February or March? Um, and every time I hear them use the word wait, I say, why wait? We should do it now. Um, right. And I tell them, I'm like, inventory is down, but the same buyers are still there. Uh, people get time off for the holidays. And while, you know, we don't want to show your house on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, I said, <laughs> there's, there's, there's like six more days between that and New Year's. I said, and people get time off. It's a good time for them to be shopping. Um, just a little perspective on what those numbers look like right now. Um, in Orange County right now, we have 858 active listings. Yeah. As opposed to what did we have last year? Last year, we had over 1,200. The year before, we had over 1,700. So it's like we are seeing dramatic decreases in, in, in um, you know, number of homes on the pro uh, on the market, the inventory. That's like two months inventory, two right. and a half and, months of inventory and, right now. Right, and what we know about that number is that that drives sale price, right? When there are fewer homes on the market, right? Even then historically there are, it drives the number up. It's what we've been seeing for the past year and a half, right? Um, but we normally don't think about this time of year as having that the same, I guess, market um, pressures, right? But we do, we can see quite clearly that we do have these market pressures. And it, the story is cr even crazier if we look at our entire MLS, right? If we, if we go to look at the whole MLS right now, um, just so everyone knows, our MLS would be Orange County, Rockland County, Westchester County, um, Long Island, parts of Yonkers. Um, it's a large, vast area. Um, so last year, our inventory this time of year was almost 30,000. Right. And right now our inventory is at 11,500. Hmm. Um, that's like a third. Yeah. So it's it's across the boards. We still have a strong inventory issue, which is why we are still getting great prices for houses right now. Um, I know that sometimes I have win winter shoppers. They feel like 
um, a home that they'll look for homes that have been on the market, you know, five or six months. They figure there's a seller fatigue that sets in um, and they kind of look at that point in time for like some deal shopping. Um, and I just don't see that deal shopping is the way to go right now. You know, if there's a house that's on the market for five or six months right now, there's something going on with that. Correct. That's house, true. Right? It's either overpriced or something mm-hmm. seriously wrong with it because it shouldn't. It's it's they're not lasting that long. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. So maybe they can. You know, in that case, maybe they can get a deal. Right. It's definitely a seller's market, but I I hope that the expectation of these sellers from the sellers that they can get whatever they want is going to change because right. that's really. I mean. If you want to sell your house, put it on the market. If you don't want to sell it, there's no reason to list it just to sit around for five months, right? right? Even if you want to get the number. Right. Or sometimes there's a, there's a defect in the house that keeps it from selling. And I don't, I don't mean like something terrible. A lot of times it, you, can, you can overcome almost anything. But, um, you know, septic issues are big issues that keep people, um, you know, from buying You're a house. afraid of. Correct. Or if I see one, like, and you'll see it, they'll say, um, you know, it'll be disclosed the septic failed. The house is priced accordingly right but that doesn't help someone who has you know is coming in with you know three and a half percent down they don't have an extra thirty thousand dollars lying around to fix a septic when they move in so even if they did buy the house for less it doesn't mean they have the the cash to make the necessary repairs right and i know we that's where we can talk about doing um rehab loans and things yeah like i had that. someone call me over the weekend for a rehab loan and they think they wanted about fifteen thousand. i basically just went through the differences in those programs versus yeah. a conventional loan with three percent i just said you're probably better because you know those rehab loans are out there but you jump through hoops to get the a money. lot of you hoops, know a lot yeah. of hoops it's got to be a contractor that you know you have that bids before the job you can't self-repair and to borrow 15 grand to do the repairs, I was like, just reduce your down payment. Trust right. me, you'll save more, you know, over 30 years with a less interest rate. And that 15,000 you'll make up for in payment and maybe just get a 0% interest credit card, something along the lines to get that money versus get it from me, which will cost you more. But again, all we can do is just show the comparisons. I right. can't force them to take whatever's best for them ultimately is what they're going to decide and what they need. So. But yeah, it's interesting. Those loans are not easy to do, but in an instance with a septic, yeah, you don't have a choice. Right. I mean, that's what I what I was talking about before. I'm dealing with. I mean, the the they had to put a new roof, and now there's an issue with the they're going to have to put a new well in. Wow. <laughs> so these are two major hurdles that they had to we we had to you know get through, and we're still not completely through. This has been like the longest, like listing i've ever had i think <laughs> with someone i had someone on my team they I, they were clear to close on the bank side and somehow the the seller for the new construction sold the wrong lot so no. it wasn't attached. <laughs> the house was built on a lot that was i mean it's and we're ready to close and now we're having to extend on paper yeah, it was on, on the wrong on paper it said it was yeah. like ex, it so was when, lot three yeah, and it when was we really go to on deed lot transfer four. you know at title and it's like wait these title you know the lot numbers don't, don't match, match to what the title report is what's going on and then it's like oh well we sold that person the wrong lot you know <gasps> like who you can't even make this stuff well up, it right? wasn't really like it wasn't the wrong lot like the buyer probably knew which lot it was but the when they put it on the yeah when the, they attached it to they like, attached title, the wrong they, section block and lot correct. right so it's become a big problem <laughs> it's not like they built the house on the wrong correct lot. yeah it's and the people went there and they're like that's not where i wanted my house <laughs> wow so, but yeah. still that's an attorney that, thing too yeah, like the, yeah. maybe they should have like caught on to not that. my deal <laughs> i can only tell you this but it's hard to know like with new construction <laughs> where something is or whatever the builder should have picked up on it 
for sure. So <laughs> I think that uh, we are going to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Right now is a great time to buy or sell. Buyers can take advantage of historically low interest rates and sellers can get top dollar for their home in this high demand market. Our agents utilize the most innovative tools and market knowledge to help you achieve your real estate goals. Give us a call at 845-986-4848. At Howard Hanna Rand Realty, home happens here. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey for over 10 years, I focus my business on Orange, Passaic, and Sussex counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Taylor. Have your second cup of coffee with me every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Learn the latest in news, gossip, health, entertainment, and of course, all about animals. Radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Alan Fernandez. Join me at The Jazz Getaway with Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and Duke Ellington and more every Sunday at 7 p.m. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, hosting today with Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty. And Mike Van Mansar with Hudson United Mortgage. All right, so... Um, we're going to, I think, switch gears a little bit, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about the SALT tax. Um, SALT cap deduction. Cap. Sorry, Grace is going to take it from here. This is, uh, I, this is I'm way out of my depth. Well, I just, well, let me just start with I'm being audited, so everything tax-wise <laughs> tax yeah, is really um, um, becoming <laughs> very interesting to me. But um, this affects everybody in, in New York State, Practically, because um, the salt first, what it is is um, it's the uh, the tax the, your uh, property tax, state and local taxes. That's what it stands for: state and local taxes. S A L T, and it's a de- uh, a deduction that you take on your income tax return when you itemize your taxes. Right. So Mike probably knows a little bit about this. You look at tax returns all the time. I do. Yep. So. Um, up until 2000, I think it was 17 is when they put this into effect, you could deduct as much uh, of your whatever your full amount of your taxes. Which for people in this area, being that taxes are sixteen, twenty thousand dollars, you know, you go to Westchester, they're probably even more. Yeah, they're definitely more. 
um, and they put a cap on it. So you could only deduct up to $10,000 if you itemized your taxes. So the, the difference is, though, when in 2000, let's see, in 2016, 16? you could only deduct, if you were married, you could deduct up to $12,600. That, that was the itemized, that was when you didn't itemize, I'm sorry. That was standard the standard deduction. deduction. And now they've changed it. In 2022, the married deduction is 25900 So there's a, a, a pretty big difference between what you could deduct before for your standardized deduction as opposed to right now. So that's the first thing. So the other part is now they're trying to change this because in New York State, California, I think Illinois, and maybe New it's New Jersey, and is it Virginia? Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those taxes, those states with a really high taxes, yes. you could, you have a, there's only a certain amount you can deduct. So now they're trying to change that. And I just have a, a little bit of information about how they're doing that. So as I said, before your married standard deduction was 12,600 and now they've changed it to 25,100. If you're single, it's 12,500. If you're head of household, it's 18,800. So I guess what the real important thing to understand is how you're, if you're itemizing or if you're taking that standard deduction. Now, Mike, you see a lot of these returns. Are people in the past two years, what are they doing? It depends on the individual. Anyone that's self-employed is going to itemize their tax returns. Cause but that's gonna, a whole different thing. That's yeah. a Schedule C. That's not the regular. But if you're a W-2 employee, which means you get a paycheck every week, it's you're, you're not doing a Schedule C, so you're not doing a lot of deductions. The only things that you can deduct on your regular deductions are your, your state and local income taxes, your um, mortgage interest, if it's less than $750,000, uh, disaster losses from federal declared from a federally declared disaster. So there have been a couple of those, I think, <laughs> in the country. Gifts to charity, uh, seven seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross income of uh, medical and dental expenses, and that's really all you can itemize. So either you're itemizing that stuff, and it comes to more than if you're married twenty five thousand one hundred dollars for the two thousand twenty one or you're taking that standard deduction. Um, so most people, who, it depends on their income and how many properties they own, but I find that most people that have multiple homes, they're itemizing their deductions. A regular married person with a couple kids that have you know two W-2 jobs in one house, they're probably gonna take the standard deduction and just be done with it. Um, you know, I'm single, not married, no kids on paper type of thing. So when I file, I get hit in the chin with taxes every year. So I try to itemize. Yeah, I try to itemize as much as I can. And we can't write off as much as we used to. Like I used to be able to write off my cell phone and things like that. And now that the tax laws have changed, you know, we can't. So we have to go after some of these, you know, I write off expenses on other properties that I own, things like that, because that's all we have, you know. But is that on your standard, like your regular deductions, or is that on your Schedule C, which is a completely separate thing? I don't know how my accountant does it. Yeah. That's how <laughs> she, it is. I'm yeah. telling you because I've been. I'm well, see, I'm also a right realtor. <laughs> I'm also a realtor on paper, right? So I have a license. I pay the licensing fees. Yeah, uh, so you can deduct a whole bunch deduct, of stuff. Yeah, within reason, because I'm not really technically out there showing houses and driving people around in my car, but I do pay to renew my license. I do, if I have a closing where I do an outbound referral, let's say to another state, and that happens to pay me, you know, I get a 1099 
um, for that. But really, I'm not a practicing realtor. It's just more of I have the license. It's something that I can utilize if I ever want to. And but I do sure. pay the fees to maintain it. Sure, and and you can deduct those things like you said on your your Schedule C, which is your profit and loss statement from your business. Correct. Um, do normal. Do you have to do the education as well? Yep, I do it every two years. So most people don't have that. They have a regular W-2 where they get their paycheck every week. And, and what happens is you're not, most people are not saving, are not losing money. They're saving about $20 in their tax return by, by um, changing it back to the full amount. See, that's where the- To the standard deduction. To, yeah, and it's, it's I don't know, it, it, it just to me seems like it's a little bit crazy and- the whole thing and I maybe I'm not explaining it the way I should but so I did put down here uh, like uh, Senator Menendez right now he wants to change it to people that are earning less than $550,000 for a single or 1 million for a married couple so if you're earning less than that then you can take the full deduction of the taxes but um, Bernie Sanders, he wants to do a maximum of $400,000 and then $200,000 separately. And then they can take the deduction. They can take the full deduction. And then there, the, House, the House of Representatives, part of their bill said that, you know, they have a cap of 80000 that you can deduct. So if, you're, uh, stand, if your deductions come to more than 80000 you can only go up to 80000 But most of us don't have that much. I don't have 80000 in deductions. No. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is that it's really not affecting middle class people. It's really affecting the top earners in the country. The five percent right. of the top earners. That's who's going to get the benefit of this, not the necessarily you and me, and you, right. all three of us. I don't We're know. Not I mean, get I, I agree in a way, but I also found that when we did change this law, when the salt cap came into place, I was hugely affected because I'm not an individual with kids, with deductions, with write-offs, whereas you guys will get X amount per child, you know. And right, then, I don't get anything for well, children. My kids are older now. So I maybe, <laughs> I'm one of the middle-class people, but I felt the burden right away when I lost my biggest tax deduction, which was my taxes, you know, that I pay on the property, so. Right. So you, you are you itemizing your deductions still or no? Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't filed this year for 2021, but, but we'll see. So look, here's the thing. There's two separate things here. There's the itemized deductions, and then there are the deductions you take as a business. And they're two completely separate things. So that's what you need to look at when you're doing your taxes to see if you're taking that full uh, 25100 or if your itemized deductions are more than that. Because if they are, then that's, it's, that's a different story. All right. So that's kind of all I wanted to say about that. Um, you know, it's it. I, I just feel like nobody really understands the tax laws, and maybe what we ought to do is get an accountant on here to explain it. No, oh, I think that's a great idea. We'll Probably after around. the first of the year, maybe leading up, to, because there's always that question. There are deductions you can take for when you buy a house, right? right. You, can, mm -hmm. you know, you pay points for your mortgage, you can write that off. Whatever certain fees, you can write those off. So it's good to actually have maybe a CPA in that say, hey, you know, so many people are buying houses, what can they write off? I personally don't mind paying points because it's a deduction for me and I get a lower interest rate. So I can maybe make back some of that money that I just paid to buy down my rate. So right. Everyone's different. Hey, when you, uh, when you buy down your rate, do you buy it down for the entire term of the loan or is it a, a short term? It's forever. So if the par rate was 3% and you wanted a two and a half, 
you know, you're buying it below what the par rate is, you pay, because basically the lender's losing money, right, mm-hmm. at the lower, so you have to make up for their it's losses. It's like an upfront cost yeah, for that for you. Yeah, it's basically like prepaying your homeowner's insurance, right. you're just prepaying to buy the rate down versus the lender getting a half a percent over 30 years type of thing. So you're giving them the money they'd lose. And a half a percent over 30 years is, could be a, a lot, lot of money. I mean, yeah, you look at, well, even when we were doing this refi boom, some people were calling and they owed 150000 It really didn't make sense for them to pursue paying the state you know, all these state fees all over again to refi. But if you have four or $500,000, even if you lower it a quarter percent or, you know, half a percent, that does add up. So, you know, that's huge savings. And then it makes sense to do. Hmm. Super interesting. Yeah. So what's going on this week? Let's see. This week is triple play, triple play, triple play. <laughs> are you when, guys going down? When are you going? Tuesday? Yeah. T- tomorrow morning, tomorrow? bright and early. Danielle oh and I goodness. are leaving at 5 a.m. We're staying at Harrah's. I always say it's Caesars, but everyone else in the office went to Harrah's. So I changed, changed my reservation. <laughs> I'm not going. I, I it, It's it's too stressful. A place like that is too stressful for me. I will say because I'm licensed in both states. I take one class and it counts for both states. Oh. Edu- it's why I go every year. I, I save myself so many hours in education because I can apply. The classes are tomorrow morning though, right? Starts at nine. Yeah. So what yeah. classes are you taking? Um, you know, there are a bunch. I'll take some on, um, you know, ethics and fair housing. I just housing. finished my, my code of ethics. Yep. Some fair housing. So we have to do that every, what, two or three? three they years, changed to three, three years, years now. now. And then uh, I, I'm good for this period. So next year I'll have to do a code of ethics. Um, but so everybody knows take... 22 and a half hours every two years we have to do continuing education. That's in order to keep our license. Right. And so um, I, I think I'm going to take a, a, with all the changing marijuana laws, they're doing a class on that. So I thought well, I would. Well, maybe you could report back to, about that. Yeah, I'll let you know what I learned about that. What are the changing that? marijuana laws? I have no idea. Being illegal. I mean, oh, I know yeah. years ago there were guidelines that lenders started introducing with income from marijuana like right. you literally can use it <laughs> well can you do it i thought Wait, is it still that you can use it because it's not fe- federally legal yet you can't be like a weed store owner but you can be an employee that that a weed store that sells you know weed and if you're paid hourly you can use that money weed. <laughs> that's hysterical uh, yeah. So anyway, I will gladly report back. Uh, yeah, that's that'll be an interesting topic. I think people really want to know about that kind of stuff. I know yeah. I do. So um, anyway, it seems like once again we've sort of run um, out of time. Run out of time, which is uh, which is so it goes so fast. But next week we'll uh, catch you guys up on all the new and exciting things that have come up in the world of real estate. We'll tell you about triple, triple play. play. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Bye, everybody.